Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was talking to a friend recently, and she commented how angry she is at the way that the enemy deceives us. She said, and she's a petite person, she said, I have always thought of myself as fat. And I recently was going through some old things and came across a flight attendant uniform that I wore some years ago. And when I looked at it, I thought, wait, this looks like something a 12-year-old would wear or an anorexic. And I thought I was fat when I could fit in this. What was I thinking? And when she said that, I was reminded of some of my own journey around body image and that sort of thing. So I was a swimmer in high school. And I remember at one point thinking that I was fat And I don't know if I had made some comments or anyway, what happened was I got a book somehow through the library, quote unquote, somehow, um, presumably my mom found this always kind of alert to how her children were doing. And it was something like, I don't remember the title of it since it was early nineties, probably, but It was about two young ladies who were in a rehab or halfway facility, one of whom was dealing with anorexia, the other was dealing with bulimia, and they became friends, and what was astonishing to me, there were certain scenes that really stood out to me. In one of them, the girls had to go and have their photo taken in silhouette, and then they had the silhouette of their body laid up against all of the, just a bunch of other photos of various um, people of differing weights. So not people from the facility, but just, you know, silhouettes taken of people outside. And they had to try to figure out which one was theirs. And the anorexic, who was the one telling the story, looked at the bulimic and she was like, this girl is the skinniest person I've ever seen. She clearly has a problem. And uh, when it was time for the bulimic to pull out her image of herself, what she saw was a really obese outline. And the anorexic was like, are you kidding me? Of course you don't look like that. But there was this moment for her. It was like the self-realization of saying, she doesn't believe what she looks like, even though I can see it. I wonder if I'm doing the same thing to myself. And that really stood out to me. And it made me try to say, okay, if I objectively look at myself compared to other people, am I the same size? Am I larger? Am I smaller? And in this case, I don't think this was meant to be a comparison for my own puffing up. It was more like, can I honestly assess what I look like? And I remember around that time, somebody took a photo of a relay team, swimming relay team that I was on. And I remember staring at it because we're all in suits with towels. So it wasn't like, oh, here's like a really clear picture of what we all look like. But I could look at our calves and see what they looked like. And I realized mine were actually more slender than the other girls, but I would have put myself completely equal, if not slightly larger than they were, if I had really thought about it. And that was a wake-up call to me. And to also say... I am potentially telling myself things that are going to make me go down a not very healthy path. 
the other thing that really made, I don't want to say it saved me, but that helped me, I knew from having looked at different missions organizations, uh, forms that you would, what are those called? Forms that you fill out to apply application forms that you had to disclose if you had ever been anorexic or bulimic. And I thought, oh my goodness, well, I don't want to have to disclose that. So I need to make extra sure that I would never have to check one of those boxes. And so these are two of the little bits in my story around how I avoided becoming unhealthy in my eating. But I also know that almost every woman woman I've talked to deals with some level of self-loathing. And if you think about it, this is probably due to <laughs> the fall and the fact that the enemy actually completely hates women. And so, Lord, I am asking that as you created us, male and female, as you created men to be magnificent in their ways and women to be magnificent in our ways, Lord, I'm asking that you would give us the right perspective on ourselves. I'm asking, Lord, that rather than buying into the lie that the enemy is feeding because he hates us, Lord, it seems kind of obvious in retrospect, like, oh, right, the enemy who is after our souls, who wants to still kill and destroy, would be the one who tells us mean things, not the God who created us and loves us. And so, Lord, I'm asking for your eyes about how you see us. I'm asking, Lord, for your, your beauty in <laughs> for us to be able to enter into that. Oh, so even as I was praying that, the Lord brought to mind a scene in a book that I haven't actually read. I think it's called How to Worship a King. I don't remember which worship leader wrote it. But he tells this story, I kind of flipped through it randomly and came across this story, where he and his wife had been having, as some seasons in marriage go, a, a time of more spats than perhaps would be preferable. And he said he was going to sleep one night and he was like, Lord, just let me see my wife with your eyes. Because <laughs> I think we could assume that he wasn't particularly appreciating what he was seeing with his eyes. And I don't think this was like in the physical. I think it was more like, just, I am so frustrated with her so much of the time. I cannot handle it. And he said he woke up in the middle of the night and he glanced over and his wife, it, I don't remember exactly how I put it, but it, you can imagine something like a shimmering gold being that was so beautiful that he wanted to touch it just because it was so shimmering and beautiful, you know, kind of like how a little child might want to reach out. I think C.S. Lewis describes this in one of his books. Like, I just want to touch this beautiful ring because it's so beautiful. Like, I kind of want to put it in my mouth or something. I just, like, I want it. And, uh, and so I was like, can I even touch my wife, who's this glorious, beautiful creature? And he said that really changed things for him. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I am... I am seeing my wife in this little vision, how God sees her. Why would I want to belittle her in any way? And so, Lord, I thank you for people who do have little visions like that and for the encouragement that they are. 
I certainly would not normally think of myself as a shimmering gold being that is just so magnificent. And I wouldn't think that for my family either. And yet, Lord, you created us to be glorious. And so, Lord, thank you. (laughs) I even thank you, Lord. I think sometimes about the beautiful passage in Romans that says that we get to seek for glory to those who by patient endurance seek for glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life. And so thank you that it's not a problem that we seek for glory. I'm asking, Lord, that we would seek actually to enter into a fuller understanding of the glory that you offer to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.